Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Time Travelers, welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogna. And me, Hunter. Becca, it's so nice to be doing this again. I feel like we haven't done this in like a month. I know, and it's only been a week. It's only been a week. Yes. But how you've you've been pretty busy with our time off. Tell and you're kind of the reason why we had to take the week off, but a very good reason. I was the reason I had to take the week off. Uh, and the spent... reason is you. Yeah. I spent the song? last, nope. yes, right. by Stank. Hoobastank. All right, sorry, I, go ahead. I spent the last week in Orlando going to Disney World and Universal. I think I've worn a piece of Universal merch every single day since I got back. You're wearing one right now. I am. I This is a new one that I got while I was there. How much merch did you buy from across your trip from Disney oh, and Universal? Honestly, it was mostly like mugs and glassware. Okay. Um, I didn't buy anything like any clothing at Disney. I did get a couple of shirts and a hat and some stuff from Universal, but Universal is like my park. It's oh, I didn't know you had the deed <laughs> to wish. the park. I like I love Disney World, but Universal is like where I blossom and bloom like i oh. love that place so much i haven't been to universe the last time i've been to universal was when i went specifically to go see barney so that can tell you how long oh it's wow been. yeah mm-hmm. that is not even a thing anymore and i have a visceral memory of me crying at disney world while my sister's getting her picture with winnie the pooh i guess i was scared or throwing a fit or something my mom goes if you do not straighten up we're not going to universal to see barney tomorrow Wow. Right in front of Pooh. We did also finesse our way. The Remy's Ratatouille Adventure Ride was officially open when we went, but it was like virtual, the virtual line only thing that they're uh-huh. doing now for some of the hot ticket rides where you like, you have to have a reservation for that park on that day. Yeah. And you only get like two chances a day to try to get in the virtual line for it. Otherwise, you don't get to go. Yeah. And we had park hopper tickets for our Epcot day, which like effectively banned us from even trying. Yeah. But Scott's fiance is a huge Ratatouille fan. She is. And she was wearing these custom-made the Ratatouille rats. ears. So we like just walked up to the ride and we talked to this employee named Dave. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave. Hey, Dave, if you're listening. And we were like, hey, well, it was Scott who did it. But he was just like, hey, man, my fiance, like, she really loves this you know, like, it's her favorite movie, and, like, we're just, you know, is there anything you can do? And he was like, yeah, and just, like, scanned all of our passes and got us a time for the ride. That's amazing. Yes, the ride was so much fun. It's, was it? It's trackless, so it's, like, the Mickey and Minnie Yeah, ride. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really nice blend of the screens and, like, the, the scenery. There's also a lot of food smells mm-hmm. on the ride. It's very well done. It's very cute. Nice. And you also rode, as I road as well when i went to disney world uh earlier in the year star wars rise of the resistance oh my god i didn't ride rise of the resistance i experienced rise of the resistance i i remember when i got off the it ride is bananas i am not a star wars fan whatsoever i was speechless after the ride same we all speechless. were it's i don't even want to like talk that much about it for people that may not have experienced it before because truly like 
the less you know, the better. I didn't know anything going in. Yeah, the less you know about what happens to you, the better. But it's just, it is an experience. It's one of those rides where you're like, where are they putting this? Because right. I have, because I, you walk around the park all day and don't see anything. And then you ride the ride and you're like, literally, are we underground? How are they getting all this stuff? There is a point in, in time you exit the ride queue and you go to board like an actual Star Wars ship. That was, and it yeah, feels like yes. you are not on and it, the Earth anymore. It, it's it's when you go outside. Mm-hmm. That was when I said, "Where are we?" Yeah, where? Oh, I it got- truly like it truly begins to feel like you are. That is the most I've ever felt like immersed. Immersed. I said in my mind, insane. I was like, "I know Tower of Terror is like." 10 feet away from me right now but it feels like i am in space absolutely insane mind-blowing mind-numbing how were the crowds not horrible how are the lines um also not horrible i I don't think we waited more than an hour total for anything that we did oh which we were nervous because like a couple days before we went was the first day of the 50th anniversary celebration at disney and the crowds were insane on that day but after that it seemed like the only time that the crowds were really like this is ridiculous was um in magic kingdom for the fireworks yeah other than that other than that yeah we didn't have any issues nice because we didn't have to i found out like i did so many more rides that i usually either don't do or have never done and i was like how Mm. am i getting so much done and i realized it's because there's no characters Aww. So you're not like you didn't see any like as no they I, were... I saw them out and about a, f- a few of them but you know you're not taking the time out of your day to wait in the line to do the meet and greets yeah so all that you have is like the rides and attractions yeah. and things well i'm glad you guys had a great time all those photos seem really yes, fun it was a lot of fun uh, do you know what else is really fun some of this disney 411 news yes is we on have the a lot to catch up on. yes some very major news happened while we were away. yes all right First story, like Becca said, some major news dropped, of course, the week we're taking off. So let's get into it. Raven's Home is officially renewed for season five by Disney Channel with casting changes, Rondell Sheridan to reprise that Sir Raven role. So Disney Channel has even more Raven's Home in its future as it renews the That's a Raven spinoff for season five. The series, which stars Raven Simone, is set to resume production in the fall with a new setting and several major changes in front and behind the camera. So this is the synopsis of season five. And Raven's- let me just say, the reason I'm not having a much larger reaction to this is because we have already discussed this news off pod, and I right. have already had my yowling and howling about it. Because but- it was like insane. And I, I hope ev- yes. everyone, I'm, I'm about to read what is going to happen in season five, and I just hope everyone is ready for it. Okay. Raven's Home Seas continues to follow the adventures driven by somewhat psychic Raven Baxter and her son Booker, whom has inherited his mom's gift to catch glimpses of the future. In season five, Raven and Booker move back to San Francisco to help take care of her dad after a mild heart attack. Now Raven <laughs> finds it hold Victor. on. Now Raven finds herself parenting her parent, raising her young cousin, and settling into life in her old hometown. Meanwhile, Booker is the new kid at Raven's old high school and has to keep his visions a secret from a new group of kids. The storyline's move to San Francisco has resulted in the departure of several series regulars. 
um, characters, uh, Nia, Levi, Tess, and Chelsea. Which, where so, is Nia going? Because that is Raven's daughter. Yeah. So when me and Becca obviously had to discuss this. So now there's there's many things that are happening. One, this show has now has more seasons than Raven has. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it has as many episodes, but we still, we shall see. Two, since she is moving back to San Francisco, does this mean we're going back to the original set? Like the original Baxter home? I think no, because I think you have to factor in that unfortunately Corey in the house is canon. And did Victor, because no one would have been there. Like Raven was gone, Tanya was gone. So Victor probably would have sold that house when he and Corey went to DC. So I think... No, I think it's going to be like some crappy old people apartment. Uh, I mean, it's confirmed that Booker is going to Raven's old high school. I just so I'm don't. A... I'm so interested to see how they are going to justify Raven not bringing her daughter. Yeah. Her child, her flesh and blood. I'm also, they, they have to come. They, there's so many things that they have to pull out of their azure. I know, which is why I'm wondering if the first episode is going to have all those people in it as like a, a send off, like for explanation. They have, to, they have to explain why her daughter is not making the move. Mm-hmm. They have to explain where the heck her Raven's mom is. Where's Tanya? Because mm-hmm. Raven has to, I guess, move back to here for dad. And I'm, I'm gonna... so worried they're going to say Tanya's dead. Well, she can't still be at law school in London. I know. For, for 15 years and not even come back for her dear old husband's heart attack. And they were in love. So there is no way that they would have gotten a divorce. It's just... It's it's going to be a requirement for this podcast that we watch the first episode of the I new know. season. It's going to be wild. Also, the back. way that it has to be a mild heart attack. Like, it just has to be gentle. Right. He just has to be, like, on the steps of death. We've been going, um, yeah, baby, I did. I did have a heart attack. Uh, the way he delivers that iconic line in the episode with Liz Anya when he gets mm-hmm. fired. And it's just... Also... Why does Chelsea have to go? I feel like because of the way that this is being announced and like this way that certain cast members are staying that everyone's contracts were up and maybe Disney was like, y'all can come back if you want to, but if you want to go on and do other projects. I understand that, but I don't think all of the kids would have said no. I'm bet I mean, you, you never know. I bet you that it's not normal for a Disney show to go over four seasons. It's not. So they're like, we ha- we have to cut costs. And you have to have Raven. And you really have to have her son. Because he also has visions. But like, but, this is going to be the first time we've ever had any that's a Raven property without Chelsea. Corey in the house. <sighs> that's, a, that's a Raven property. But it's just like... But it's not one with Raven. No. But... Does that mean Raven's just going to get into shenanigans with her dad? Not if he's recovering from a heart attack. No, I don't think so. Like, the main storyline for Raven is Victor's like, not going to want to take Raven's trying his... to get into shenanigans, and Victor's like, slow down, slow down. Like, like the main plot in the episode, Bark My Words, is going to be Victor doesn't want to take his medicine. And the whole episode is Raven going to try to get Victor to take his medicine. She's, like, cooking stuff and being like, mmm, Oh, and then it gets spicy. She's like, see, the medicine's really good. Oh I'm tearing up just thinking about it. I hope you're not right, but I feel... Like, no. tell me that's not going to be a plot. It may be at some point. 
uh, it's just wild. It was wild, wild news. I'm happy for the show. I'm because ha- I'm happy for Raven, really. Yeah, I'm, just... I'm. I'm definitely excited to see Rondell return because I'm a huge Victor and Tanya stan. Yeah, it's bittersweet because we get Rondell, but they're like, you can't have more than two. That's a Raven cast members. Yeah, in the show, you can't. But we will when this premieres. Looks like it'll probably premiere sometime in the next year. We will report back and give you a big old rundown about what's going on in Raven's home. What's going on in that house? All right, next story. Lindsay Lohan inks deal for her first podcast, promising Ooh. intimate conversations with friends and guests. So there's no release date for the show, which is tentatively set to premiere in late 2021. So you have about three months or early <laughs> 2022, according to the company. Um, she's went on to say, I'm excited to partner with Studio 71 in the development and production of my podcast. I'm looking forward to connecting with more of my fans and having intimate conversations with friends and thought leaders across all industries. So what I'm saying is if Jamie Lee Curtis is not a guest on this podcast, I, 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 the Jamie Lee Curtis content recently has been, we have been getting fed. Well, she's promoting Halloween kills. I know, but she's calling herself mommy in every, every interview. Listeners, <laughs> you need to just type in Jamie Lee Curtis interview 2021. Nine times out of 10, she was going to say mommy as referring to herself. I listened, I was, to, a pod- I listened I was to a podcast with her today. I listened to a podcast with her today. Didn't think I was going to hear it. She was like, mommy, don't play that. Mommy, do not play that. She did. I'm like, She's, not mommy. She can't mommy. be stopped. I, I was in line that. for a haunt, like a haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights, and they have like clips of stuff playing on the side of a building. And a clip for like a thing promoting Halloween Kills came up, and she said, Hey, Universal Orlando, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And I was like, ah! <laughs> like, in that line. <laughs> so, what do you think about Lindsay Lohan having her own podcast? And then next year, her Netflix Christmas movie will be coming out. Oh my gosh, that's right. So I think we're in the midst of a Lohanaissance that's about to happen. I would love that. I mean, she got like, she had a little bit of a redemption arc a couple years ago, but not like a not full where... one. And she, I don't know. I would, I mean, I would love to see that. Like, I would love that. For I her. mean, I'll only listen to the podcast if people I, we know are on it. People aren't. I'm not going to listen to like right. someone random. But like her and Jamie Lee have a tight relationship, I still think. Oh yeah, I'm, and I'm sure Jamie Lee would would definitely do it. <gasps> I like I will have like usually I listen to podcasts while I'm doing something. That will have to be a road trip. Uh, 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 listening. Yar. You know what I mean. So congrats to Lindsay Lohan. We wish you all the success in the world. In the world. All right. So. This story correlates with something Becca and I watched together when I went to visit her. Is it unidentified? Yes. Ah! So this is going to be a good segue into what we thought of that show. So, Demi Lo- <laughs> You can't oh, even say boy. it. Oh, my God. What are they Here doing? Here we go. Demi doing? Lovato thinks the term aliens is derogatory to extraterrestrials. 
In a recent interview, Le- in a recent interview, Lovato explained that they do not believe that beings from another planet mean to harm humans. Quoted in saying, okay, yeah. "I really." Quoted in saying, I really think that if there were anything out there that would want to do that to us, it would have happened by now, they said. But I think that we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. That's why I like to call them ETs. So, yeah. Thoughts, comments, concerns? I'm I have concerns. Surprised. I mean, that show, it's edited like... I'm 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 not certain that the producers aren't making fun of them. So we watched Unidentified with Demi Lovato on Peacock. Two episodes, about, not the full thing. Just to... it, but two was enough to get the gist. It was about yes. Demi, Demi's sister and Demi's best friend looking for aliens. It was the one of the most bizarre. It looked like a gigantic SNL skit it does and there's the way, a scene the way everything was edited together the theme song and just everything if you everything follow demi on socials or maybe you've seen it on twitter or somewhere but there's a scene where demi is attempting to communicate with an alien ghost <laughs> spirit and decides that because demi and this spirit both have trauma <laughs> that demi should sing skyscraper but, but the, 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 the thing is the thing is they have this the people have a, like a little like a little flashlight so whenever the ghost is saying yes yeah, so it'll blink it twice or whatever whatever and her friend and the ghost catcher are in another room and demi goes it's because the men are in the room are we're in the room you didn't want to say anything and it flickers for yes and demi goes guys it has trauma she's like she has trauma i, I have trauma, trauma too i Demi said that, and you, Becca, you can quote me. I literally said, for the love of Demi. Yes. So Demi- And then Demi's friend gives a line that's clearly fed to him by the producers where he's like, oh, Demi, you should sing to her. And so she sings Skyscraper in this empty room. Demi and pals went to visit this woman who said she had 25 alien babies. That was- insane half the show is just Demi Lovato's reactions it's truly I, I I have never been so shocked by like at one point we had to take a break I just couldn't like it was it was so crazy Demi Lovato has had an interesting year every time Demi Lovato's in the news it's for it's something I forgot about that um that frozen yogurt story being the frozen yogurt story yes the when demi posted about like lala palooza and like posted a picture of the crowd and said guys we're still in a pandemic and then a week later demi performed at a emo festival yeah the same thing and everyone's like uh <sighs> demi 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 what do you if Demi's listening right now? What would you say to Demi? I don't. I would ask them if if they thought that the producers of Unidentified <laughs> were mocking them. <laughs> well, we'll find out one day. All right, final story, and guess what? It's the final story, but the first of our new segment called Ramon. Ramon- 
It's Christy Carlson Romano. Here is the first ever story of a Romano roundup. So Christy Carlson is responding after being called out for creating clickbait content. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> During an interview with Entertainment Tonight, Christy was confronted about why she's putting out clickbait content. Romano admits that, yes, the titles are clickbait, but they are also not, as they deliver on the content she promised without hurting anyone. She also spoke about why she changed her content to more of a deep dive into complex topics. After explaining her mental health troubles, she received a large amount of support and decided to move forward and talk about the more difficult times in her life as more as some others find a way to relate to it on their own terms. She also admitted that she had to reshoot a few of the videos as their tone was incorrect. The sobriety video she posted, she admitted um, to her alcohol issues, which one that the actress had to do twice. She did the video twice because she felt the content was too dark. And she said she will never reveal who's on the other side of that camera. It's probably a tripod. No, it's following. It's going behind, like she's in front of it and someone is like walking backwards. You you never watched these videos, have you? Not all of them. She's like walking the continuously. It's like one shot almost. And all she said, all she would reveal is um, she walks one straight path. But she will, she says she will never reveal who's the man behind the curtain or a woman behind the curtain. Christy. I walk. <laughs> I can't do this. I I have to. She, her latest video was, she posted a video talking about like her relationship with Raven Simone. Yeah. Me and Christy have the same relationship with Raven Simone. They don't know each other. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, I I'm mean, like, they, they did like a couple of those Circle of Stars videos, but yeah, I guess she maybe she's just she, saying I mean, they never interacted. She talks about how she came on Kim Possible and they they um, interacted when they did stuff for the channel and they kind of reconnected when Annalise came on her cooking show and they FaceTimed Raven. And But the way she was talking about it was also, Christy goes, I don't know why Raven didn't have a bigger singing career. If she put out a CD, I would have bought it. I was like, Christy, she did many times. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, she never, like, I guess she technically never put out, like, a song on her, like, a CD on her own label. It was all, like, Disney stuff, but. No, she, Raven had her own album. That was not a That's a Raven album? Yes. When? How, where do you think Backflip came from? What's Backflip? I want to see a Backflip. I thought that was <gasps> a Disney thing. It aired on Disney Channel like everyone else's music videos did. Yeah, that's probably why I thought it was a Disney thing. Wow, you and Christy. So that was the first segment of Romano Roundup. And this concludes our very long, but very informative Disney 401 segment for this episode. All right. Speaking of ghosts and aliens, we are looking <laughs> uh, uh, up. Uh, oh, wait, you didn't say alien. Oh, no, you can't say no, that. I, I did. And I can say that. I'm allowed to. Um, right. We are continuing our month of frights by looking at my personal favorite Halloween episode, possibly of anything oh wow um the sweet life of second cody episode the ghost in i think it's just called ghost in 613 yeah it's called the ghost in, but it's ghost in sweet 613 it aired on october 14th 2005 
It was the nineteenth episode of the first season, but they but it was the ninth episode filmed overall. This is so weird how this always happens with these shows. Eh, it's okay because they had to save it for Halloween anyway. Yeah. So Becca, what's like a short synopsis for this episode? Like a basically, Zach and Cody, Maddie, and London discover that Sweet Six Thirteen is well, they think anyway that it is haunted by a ghost. And so they spend some time, you know, interacting with Mosby and Arwen and Muriel. And they basically Zach challenges Cody to spend the night in 613 with them on a $5 bet. Yeah. And they all go in there with Esteban to try to spend the night in the suite and see if they see if there's really a ghost in there. And spooky stuff happens. This episode is genuinely frightening at times. Okay. Not um, as an adult, but like. What is your. I have not seen this episode in a long time. Mm-hmm. Probably since it aired, to be honest. I remember it. I think the last time I watched it was college. Um, I enjoyed it, but I had a really. I don't want to like get ahead of myself. So maybe like my main issue is the end. Um. Mm. But understandable. I, I guess when we get to it, we I can explain why. I mean, it's really probably pretty obvious why. But I, so this episode was never aired in Poland. Fun fact. What? Because of the themes. What? I'm, like the scariest. Yeah. And Sweet Six Thirteen is an allusion to the idea that the numbers six and thirteen are usually considered unlucky or evil numbers. Yeah, I figured. And there's a lot of um, callbacks and references to horror movies in this episode, like Poltergeist, mm-hmm. Star Wars, all that kind Star of stuff. Star Wars is not a horror film. I know, but Arwen makes a Star Wars reference. Yeah, because he's Arwen. <laughs> all right, shall we go from the beginning? Yes. All right, so it opens with like a gigantic mess in Zach and Cody's living room slash does everyone always forget that carrie martin her bed is the pull-out couch i guess so and they're treating treating her room like that carrie they have like like their summer stuff out they're like freaking like there's pool pool noodles out in the living room at all times during this episode yeah carrie carrie has given up her room for her twin boys and, and Carrie's in- hair throughout this episode is peak spiky crunch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know you could walk up and grab a handful of it and it would be like... <laughs> yeah. Carrie, 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 Carrie. Where do I begin with Carrie Martin? Carrie, um, Carrie, Carrie. <laughs> her character, her character... <laughs> get out! Is so, like, I guess the older I get and the more I understand, like, writing and stereotypes of like tv shows and stuff like that such a basic mom character like they don't give her anything to do in this episode no they don't because carrie can be fun i remember laughing at carrie but all she did in this episode and when i say okay the character of carrie is not basic what they made her do in this episode is very like basic mom on a kid's show yes like clean, like clean your room this is probably getting a little ahead as well but since we're speaking of side characters 
Arwen in this episode was almost unbearable to me. Really? I thought he had funny stuff. He does, but I was just like, okay, mostly it's because his Arwen's mommy issues are screaming at the top of their lungs in this episode. Like well, every he... other line of his is like, mother, mother's that out like tonight, whole... so I can. That was his whole thing. I don't, re- but we haven't watched an episode in a while where he said that. Oh. I have. To, I do have to say. Carrie made so Zach is scaring Cody because Cody is to quote Carrie sensitive mm-hmm. and so they're arguing about that and then Cody tackles Zach and Carrie all the, Carrie Watkins like or whoever is tackling him it's like why is your brother on the floor unless you can get that stain out or why are you why are you using your brother to clean the floor yeah she was like Cody why are you cleaning the carpet with your brother's face Although, if it gets the stain out. <laughs> like I said, I think I audibly watched the episode and went, boo. Yeah, it's the most Disney Channel mom lied read of all time. Uh, but then they clean the room, I guess. And then it cuts to Esteban helping someone in with their luggage. And unbeknownst to him, Zach put a farting machine in his pocket. Farting machine. Did you ever have a farting machine? No. Oh, I did. I had a whoopee cushion. <laughs> but literally, every, and Mosby thought it was real. And they're all like laughing in the candy kind of like, hee 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 hoo hoo ha ha ha. My poor yeah. Esteban is working for London, basically. Yeah. And he is also, if I was Esteban and those freaking twins were doing all this and at my place of work, I feel like I don't want to work here anymore. I know. I would sit down Mosby and be like, do <laughs> something. <laughs> don't just tell them to stop running in the lobby. Make them stop running in your lobby. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, how is anyone still employed in this in this hotel? Now, like, the older I get, the more I understand Mosby's quarrels with them. But, uh... Yeah. Later on, like in the still in the beginning of the episode, they're going through the hallways, like just trying to figure out information about this haunted suite. Oh, yeah. oh wait, how did how did the subject of the haunted suite come up? I don't remember. They were talking with Maddie London, and Maddie London, Zach and Cody, and Esteban, and I forget how it happened, but the the idea of that there may be a ghost in suite 613 and that's what sets the stage of them wanting to go check it out and of course the character of maddie is a denier typical she maddie was also kind of getting on my nerves in this episode maddie had one of my favorite lines in the episode it's when it's when after they get into the room Mm -hmm. i wrote it down and i forget they talk about the the hotel across the way the the do you remember what that hotel was called? Oh, the St. Mark's, I think. Yeah, the, the ghost subject. She's like, ooh, and she like compliments the hotel. And Esteban goes, "This is not a joking matter." And Maddie goes, "Obviously, you haven't seen my paycheck." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I they, love... they said something about like spirit transfer, and she was like, "Oh, can I transfer to the St. Mark's where they <laughs> yeah. pay overtime?" <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he's like, "This is not a joking matter," and she just literally goes, "Obviously, obviously you haven't seen my paycheck." That that was my favorite line. Of the, no, that of was the show. funny. But like, most of the time when they're in the room and everyone else is scared, and she's like, "Oh, you guys are so stupid! You guys are such jokes." 
And then, like, so why are you there then? So they're all in the room. Well, first they want to get into the room, but they don't have a key. But then well, Muriel comes. Muriel! Muriel, my queen. You love Muriel. I love Muriel. The voice of Mrs. Potato Head from Toy He's Story. So funny. And then she also like, at one point when she's talking, she shoves a feather duster up in London's <laughs> face, and London fully coughs up a feather. Like that yeah. almost made me choke. When her well, so it almost made London choke. <laughs> so they were so Muriel explains that the ghost in Sweet Search Six Thirteen, the legend is it's a heartbroken woman whose husband left her for an Italian. So that's why later, if you smell pizza, she hates pizza mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so luckily, does Muriel give them the keys? Right? Yeah. Because she's like, oh, I wouldn't, like, if you value your life, don't do it. And then Zach and Cody piss her off. So she yeah. gives them the keys. She's like, here's your keys. Which and then Ar- she's Arwen, a queen. There's, like, a Scooby-Doo reference. Every time Cody gets scared, he wants to jump in someone's arms. Yeah. So Ar- Arwen rounds the corners in a uh, steel mask. And they're like, Arwen, why are you in a steel mask? And he, like, just gives some bogus reason. He says it gives me an air of mystery. Right. So they go into the suite and it's all dusty. It has a lot of blankets all over it because no one's been in it in yeah, years. They think they're hearing a noise, but it's Cody's teeth chattering, which <laughs> was also very funny. Yeah. And then they start screaming and Mosby comes in and goes, I can hear you guys from the lobby. And I'm like, they are on the sixth floor. Yeah, how can... How your hotel must have very thin walls. Okay, wait, what did they say? At one point, they find like money or something in the room or like a purse. Oh, oh, that's why they go up there is because London said one time she saw the ghost and dropped her purse in the room. And Maddie goes, Was there money in it? She's like, Oh, you know, just a sensible thousand (laughs) dollars. And that's why they go in there. And so they find the purse and there's no money in it. This is funny because like Maddie says something. Like she's she's Maddie says a one liner and then London immediately goes, hand me the loot or you get the boot. Right. I'm like, which was I was like, not London being able to come up with a quick wit on the spot, but forgetting her own name in other episodes. Inconsistent, inconsistent. So Mosby realizes they just want to find out more about the sweet. Oh, my God. This Mosby scene is what has me in tears every time really all right you, i you love take it us through. so much it's so funny you take us through then um like i was literally i was crying laughing because yeah you texted me you're like i'm crying at this episode i'm like what part because i haven't watched it yet yes and was this well, the part i've always loved this part mosby comes up there and he reveals that he had an encounter with the ghost when he was younger when he was working as a bellhop at the tipton um and he has on like a huge afro and he's like walking weird he has like bell bottoms and the bottom of the bell bottoms kind of have like a new pattern to them. And it's the colors of the tips. And I thought that was funny. Oh, nice. But he's just like just walking in. He just has some really funny stuff. The ghost like scares him and he runs into a wall. And then like when it's cutting back to him, he says my favorite line. Just like it's just such a good line delivery from Phil Lewis. He's like, fortunately, my voluminous fro. <laughs> <laughs> Like that wording is perfect. He's like, my voluminous fro um, prevented me from getting a concussion, but I did twist my ankle 
and I was never able to boogie, oogie, oogie again. <laughs> Which always just sends me, and like, it's just such a funny, like, little, little moment. Yeah. I love to hear the the lore of that Mosby has been working there forever. For forever, yeah. No, no wonder he's so jaded. Well, he also probably had to sacrifice his life and like climb the ladder to work with Mr. Tipton. Yeah, and now he finally made it to the top, and now these two freaking little kids. The top. Mess- the, the top, top would be Mr. Tipton's job, <laughs> or like the CEO. He is the manager of one of multiple locations of a hotel. Still, he's trying to make it to the top, and now he have has these two little ankle biters, trying to <laughs> bring him down. Yeah. Also, I wrote, take a drink every time someone screams in this episode. True. You'd be drunk. Screaming. And not just like a Disney Channel scream where they oh, scream no. their lines. Like screaming in terror. Yes. So, Zach and Cody come come up with a bet that they had to spend the night in the suite. Suite 613 to be exact. And the winner gets $5. I know. All this. For $5? And eventually what happens at the end? All that? For five dollars. For five dollars. I'm not going anywhere at least for fifteen. I know. Five dollars. <laughs> I know they're like twelve, but still. No, by the time you're twelve, I need a I need a twenty. <laughs> Give me twenty. I need a crisp twenty. I need a crisp twenty. Um, then then of course Cody's like, oh well, we can't go because you know mom's never gonna let us go. Mm-hmm. And then. And then Carrie, he's just dropping. It's like, mom's not let, going to let you do what? And then she says no. But then Zach goes, what if Maddie and London came with us? And then she changes her mind. She says, fine. And then all of a sudden, Cody changes. Like, like so like scared. She's like, fine, I'll do it. Like, no buildup to his change, which I guess will make well, sense. Well, maybe, maybe he's supposed to be realizing like that he can do what he's about to do. Okay, so okay, so we can have a discussion because I have questions. There were a lot of things not explained when we get mm-hmm. to the end, and I have like a million of them. So they get in, and Cody has his blanket. Of course. Uh, did you ever have like a security blanket growing up? You have it right now. I still you, have them both. Are you scared of this podcast? No, they're just in my bed all the time. I used to have a security blanket, but it got torn up. I actually but did leave my, my I did leave my blankets in a hotel once. So did I. And we had to like call the place and go back and get them. Oh, see, we called the place because it was at the beach. We called the place and they mailed it back to me. And then the rest of the day, I just like wore it around. <laughs> it was like a Noah's Ark blanket. Linus, you're such a Linus. Yeah. You literally have your blanket draped over your neck. It's behind my head like a pillow. Okay, Linus. You're the Linus. If you're Linus, what am I? Well, you've played Linus, so don't read me. (laughs) Well, you are Linus. (laughs) Whatever. So they also have Esteban with them. (laughs) Not as shooting over who's Linus. Anyway, they have Esteban with them, and it's something happens, and they all get scared and try to okay. run out of the room. But like this was the be- the the part where, sorry, I just cut you off. 
There was the best scene, I think, in the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Scene in general was the scene at the table where Esteban conjures up the spirit. Spirit Irene. Excellent scene. The best when part. Like, when he's like humming and he's like, I am on hold. Chef's kiss. Brilliant <laughs> the part. Line. The part where he goes, okay, everyone grab hands. And they all just clap. Each he's like, other. each other's hands. But then I he also, so funny. if you've seen the episode, you know that the ghost of Irene takes sort of like takes over and starts talking out of Esteban's body. Yeah. And the actor just bodies it. Like he delivers every line with every ounce of his face. Yeah. So um, bouncing off of that, I listened to a podcast with the actor who played Esteban. And he says his favorite episode of The Sweet Life is The Ghost of Sweet 613. Mm-hmm. And he said, up until that point, this was the episode, like, this episode they worked so hard on to get it just right. They said they skipped, like, they worked through lunch. Like, even Dylan and Cole wanted to, like, skip Dang. lunch to work through it. Wow. They said all, like, him mimicking the, as, like, Irene's voice came out of him was, um, was found at rehearsal. I think Esmon was just going to say it, but then the idea of, like, the person's voice going through. Mm-hmm. And they said that's when they really felt they found the show's groove was that episode. They really, wow. they felt like they had something special with this episode. And I he agree. Says he says it's still, like, one of, like, the best Sweet Life episodes in his It is. And I do have to say this about Sweet Life. And the guy who plays Esteban, he made a good point that, Sweet Life is one of the rare Disney Channel shows where that the majority of the cast are adults. Yes, we've mentioned this before. Yeah, the only teenagers are Zach and little kids are like Zach and Cody. I mean, Maddie and London, but they're older than that. Yeah, them. they know what they're doing. And like So that's where and the 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 comedy isn't like all on the shoulders of one character. You no. have like it's definitely seven or on, eight funny characters on that show. I would say out of all the shows, this definitely is an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because the there's there's just magic. There's magic with them. They and this have... episode in particular is so brilliant because it like it watching it as an adult, obviously it's not scary. But no. watching it as a kid, it was. And you can still see like like the scene where, you know, the ghost hates pizza and Maddie is <laughs> Maddie goes, I love pizza because she's being a brat. Yeah. And she gets dragged that... back into the darkness. Like, well, that scared well, me. The part where she goes, you guys are scared? And then all of a sudden her, her chair goes back and forth, like jolts her back and forth. She's, and she's like, okay, now I'm scared. I'm scared the music yeah. cue? Mm-hmm. They had a great music cue. And the, in like episodes. the table comes up and shakes. Like, yeah. some of the just little things are like really strong. Yeah, so... Like Becca just said, Maddie goes, the ghost hates pizza because her husband ran away with an Italian woman. And Maddie goes, I love pizza. And all of a sudden she disappears into the darkness. Cody, for some reason, says, I love pizza out of nowhere. Did you get that? It was all of a sudden like, nothing. And she's like, the ghost in Armin's body is like, did you say something? And Cody's like, nothing. I love pizza. I was like, "What?" And then his and then his blanket flies away, and then he disappears. And then London, I love this London bit where she's I'll like, "Take a check." <laughs> London that is asks so good. For, London asks for her money back, and then she slowly fades into the distance. And she goes, "I'll take a check." And so it's 
Oh, and then that's when Zach goes, Arwen, hang up on, not Arwen, Esteban, hang up on her. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, Esteban's not here anymore. And then he disappears. And then Zach goes crazy and runs and Well, like a really bunch of scared. the doors are opening and like, there's just, there's a skeleton that's like, your dinner, <laughs> <laughs> which like that is so kooky and campy. At that point, I would be like, What's going on? Who's pulling my leg? Who pulling my leg? Yeah. The but as Zach me. tries to run out of the suite, everybody comes out and reveals that they it was all, all a joke. They all pulled a big prank on Zach because they were tired of Zach pulling pranks on them. And that's what really dampened the episode for me. That's what did it for you? Yes, I just because I'm like, okay, so none of this was real. Well, yeah, it's they they can't have supernatural elements on this sweet life of Zach and Cody, even though they eh, kind of yes, do at the they end. They did. Because that's a Raven crossed over with a sweet life and Raven has psychic powers. I guess. So it's canon. I don't know. I mean I like it had to be a fake out. They can't like leave these horror elements just afloat in the world. I know. They did at the very, very end. I know they do. So now but... it's like Okay, so when did you think Cody made this plan? At what point? Do you think it happened they made the plan like after they went to visit for their first time? And they like No, because Cody was still adamant about like not wanting to do it. Maybe it was when Zach called him a chicken. Yeah, I think because at first I thought, oh, they meant to mention sweet six thirteen. They meant for Muriel to give them the No, I cheese. don't think that. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like the night Cody and Zach the day Cody and Zach agreed to sleep for the bet, sleep in the room for the bet. That's when Cody grabbed everyone and was like, we're going to play this prank. Yeah. Because Zach wants to spend the night. Because so, Zach has been pulling pranks on us, so we're all going yes. to pull a prank on Zach. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> the way you said that. Um, but so apparently Arwen is the one who constructed all like the the table um, levitating and the windows opening. I have a lot more questions, Arwen. I know. Arwen. How long did that take you? How long did that take? How did you fade out Maddie in London? Right. How how did you just make Arwen uh, Esteban disappear? Well, Maddie in London, I guess. London, I don't know, because it looks like she's floating. Yeah. But Maddie's like chair just could have been on something that got dragged back slowly, and like she just hides out in a dark spot. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, I'm like, there's too much. Oh, and the part where Zach is freaking out and looks at the painting of Irene, and Irene's hand comes out and grabs his nose. Yeah. Explain that, Arwen. Explain they that. didn't ever go back and explain the painting. Like, no. even when, um, I think, Cody and London see the eyes move. Yeah. They never go back. Like, Arwen was never like, oh, and this is how I did that. Which well, is, I guess, I, I guess maybe that's setting up for, like, the end. Maybe. But, so, Zach and Cody. Zach is now, like, mad at Cody for pranking him. Oh, wait. I love, and Maddie really, de Maddie really delivered the lines for me in this episode. Well, so they. You are, you are an Ashley Tisdale lover. No, stop. I'm going to bring it up. Hunter loved, Hunter had a big, fat crush on Ashley Tisdale as a kid. There's a video of Hunter that I think I still have on my computer. Where he's like 
I don't know how old you were, like eight, nine, I was ten, like something. Ten, eleven. I don't know, but you got like an Ashley Tisdale, or like she's on the cover of some magazine that you got for Christmas, and you're like, "This is the prettiest girl <laughs> right here. This is the prettiest girl." <laughs> well, the prettiest girl gave some pretty good line readings and had Fine. pretty good lines. Whatever. No, it's the part. <laughs> it's the oh, you can like Lucas, but I can't like the other one. Ashley Tisdale? I'm not defending Lucas Graviel's line reads right now. Anyway. Anyway. Um, the part where they go down the list of what Zach has done to each of them. Mm-hmm. And, and London goes, and the time you sent a fake letter to me um, and it was signed by Orlando, Orlando Bloom, he had a shitting order against me. And Zach goes, that wasn't me. And Maddie goes, that was me. <laughs> She's like, okay, that was me. <laughs> like, she has, like, a laugh after it, too. I laughed because I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be revealed that it actually was Orlando Bloom, and she actually did end up getting a restraining order. But then Maddie's like, oh, that was me. I'm like, Maddie! Coming in with a twist! She's not the only twister around here. But then well, Zach and Cody run in the room. Yeah, they have to go back later. No, and like... wait, 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 before we get to that part, because I oh. want to know if you heard this. I didn't know if you were there already. So Zach and Cody ran out of the room because mm-hmm. Zach is not mad that Cody pranked in front of everyone. And because uh, Zach ran out of the room first, so he gets five bucks. Cody gets five bucks. So they fight, and they and mo- apparently there was a complaint about all the noise. So Mosby and Carrie come walking in. Yet again, complaint from the lobby on the sixth floor, which doesn't seem- And in Carrie, it obviously was performing that night. And Carrie goes, what do you want? I was in the middle of my third, third encore. encore. <laughs> yes. I was like, what in the world? Her third encore. Third. Give me a hotel that has a performer that is employed by the hotel that would make you want to hear her for a third encore well i've heard carrie martin sing and i personally would not but third this is my hotel i'm like i'm gonna go to my room i'm gonna go to bed it's not like you're at like a bar where you went to go see people sing you're like oh we're at a hotel let's have dinner oh there's a jazz singer third encore all right carrie she must have been performing who needs kids (laughs) so the the person who made the complaint is there in the scene and Zach and Cody are explaining to Mosby and Carrie that there's the ghost in Sweet 613 and Cody made everything seem like it was real and the the person who made the complaint was like, oh, there's a ghost here? And Mosby's like, no, the only person no, there's no ghost here. The only people uh, um, haunting the halls are these two. And Zach and Cody could just go, boo! Like, well, on, then guys. she's like, that's too bad. A lot of people would pay extra to stay in a room that's haunted. And Mosby's like, eeeh! No, and then, no, no yeah, that is when Zach and Cody say boo, and they're like, that'll be five bucks. Yeah. I'm like, money hungry. I know. And then what happens at the very, very end? So Zach and Cody go back to 613 because Cody's left his blanket there. And Zach is, like, mad because he's like, are you going to prank me again? And Cody's like, no, trust me. I don't play when it comes to blankie. So they go in there. <laughs> you don't play when it comes to blankie. I don't play when it comes to blankie neither. <laughs> we turned around and went back to that hotel morning 
love to get one. So I was like, not, I would not have left the state without them. <laughs> what did Heidi say? I know she's your mom. They went. I mean, they knew I was going to have a meltdown. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to turn around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the lady from the painting, Irene, just walks out, hands it to Cody and is like, excuse me, is this yours? And he's like, yeah, thanks. And she's like, don't mention it. Goes back into the painting. What? Yeah. And then Zach and Cody are both like, ah! And they leave. And they leave. So this episode left me with more questions than answers. I mean, yeah, but it's just like, I love it so much. It was good. It was good. I think, I know we look back at these shows with the rose-colored glasses sometimes. yeah. But I really do think this is one of the strong shows that was not, they, the jokes weren't like, it's a kid's show. Yeah. They were smart jokes. Like the clapping yes. thing, they all clasped their hands together. The, mm-hmm. um, have you seen my paycheck? Yes, Cody's, Mine. them being like, what's that noise? It's Cody's teeth. And he's just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, so many good jokes. To, every, to people who are like, they just think everything's good no like we think trust me y'all watch our jonas la episode yeah if, we, if you listen, think that we think everything is good go listen to the jonas episode we, yeah do we do we have a special place in our hearts for that's a raven sweet life of course but there's a reason for it mm-hmm. there's a reason there's a there's a reason for everything and the reason is because they were smart uh, but i don't want to get on my high horse about that but what what was your overall consensus of the episode because you love it so much like i love it so much love it so much i i enjoyed it um yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it was strong i thought the spooky side was really good it was the, the nice balance and nice balance like when we did that sir raven previously that was too scary for me <laughs> i did not like that, that one was all. this one i think sweet 613 is scarier than don't have a cow oh well you said don't have a cow was what what type of horror was that body horror so what is this this is just like paranormal paranormal horror okay. yeah so so far so um we're continuing with another episode next week and so becca's going to say which subgenre of the horror is it so we had body yes. horror for that's a raven and this is paranormal it's paranormal horror yeah we do also have to rate it out of frights mm-hmm. but before we do that we got to do your reading Disney Channel. Oh my God! You said the name of the segment. I right? did. Whoever. You're reading Disney Channel. I'm going to send this scene to Becca. As everyone knows, if you are new to here, let me explain it a little bit. Your reading Disney Channel is a segment where we read a scene from a movie and TV show. We talk about a specific TV episode, if you will. And since we are talking about the ghost in Sweet Six Thirteen of the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, we are going to be reading a scene from the episode. All you need to know is this is the scene where Maddie, London, Cody, and Zach learn about the ghost in Sweet 613, and they run into Muriel, who gives them the lowdown about what goes on in the suite and how it all began. So, Becca, mm-hmm. would you like to be Muriel or London? Well, Zach does have a line in there. Zach well. does have a line. See, the thing about this episode is it was very, like we said, the show is very ensemble, but this was really ensemble heavy. So there was no like two people. Yeah, there was like no ever, two people scenes. Which I liked. I enjoyed it. 
So I think whoever is London, it can also be Zach. Okay. Um, I, I'll do Muriel. Ooh, I love it. I was going to give you an option, either this scene, or I was just going to let you do the monologue that Mosby gives. <laughs> well, I um, sort of did a little bit of it already. You did. You did. A little, a little taste. Oogie. 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 I just, the way he delivers that line just sends me every single time. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mosby is a Renaissance man. Yes. But so. it, it is unfortunate that he, every don't, time he tries to oogie oogie, I was not going to bring up the manslaughter. You just did! Well, I wasn't until you did that. I was just going to say it's unfortunate that Mosby, every time he tries to boogie oogie, he breaks a limb. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because in his other song in Dance Man, he ended up with a broken leg. He didn't have his throw to save him. He didn't. Anyway. All right. So I'm playing London slash Zach. And Becca is playing the one and only Muriel the Maid. So, and action. Told you there was a ghost. Her name was Ivory. And she was beautiful and rich. Ooh, think me with less money. And probably not as pretty. And dead. As I was saying, in 1942, Irene and her husband checked in on their honeymoon night. And the next day, he went off to war. She waited three years, but he never came back. So he died in battle? Oh, no. He He met (laughs) some Italian babe and opened up a pizza parlor in Naples. Irene was so angry, she threw the silver hairbrush he'd given her at the mirror. And the mirror shattered, and a shard flew out. And that was the end of that. Good luck! And scene. This is also giving me very... You've seen Poltergeist, right? Yeah. Muriel's like that old woman in Poltergeist who kind of like knows the lore. Yeah, I bet that's why they had her in there. Because they always seem to be kind of choosy with what episodes Muriel is in. Yeah. She's not yeah. in very many. And then she disappears. Mm-hmm. But, okay. So we are ranking, not ranking, rating our episodes out of frights. So how many frights are you going to give this episode out of five? Five out of five frights. Not only because I love it, I do, like, genuinely think that this is, like, a scary episode for Disney Channel. Like, the horror elements are a lot of fun it is scary it is very funny it's very well done and it's nice to know that the cast feels that way as well it's always it's always really good when you enjoy something and then you hear that like the cast also really enjoyed that thing yeah i'm gonna give this 4.5 out of 5 the reason my 4.5 is because i hated the reveal that it was all a joke Hmm. it just kind of uh, took out the the fun elements for me like the whole arwen why do i keep calling esteban arwen I don't know. The whole, like, est- like I just felt like it kind of lost. I wish, like, they kept that all that was real. Or, I don't know. Or maybe, like, it could have been where Cody dreamt it. So, in his dream, everything was reality. And at the end, he's like, oh, maybe I wasn't a dream. Like, something happens, and it turned out it wasn't a dream. Yeah. But anyway, that's what my rating is. But what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? My Disney Channel lesson is that if you're going to pull a prank with a $5 budget, make sure you don't spend like $50 on special effects because I'm sure those effects were not cheap. Yeah. And all of that for a $5 bill. For all of that for a $5 bill. 
think my Disney Channel lesson is if your sons are causing a ruckus in a hotel and you need them um, and you need to take care of them, make sure your third encore is finished because <laughs> you do not want to leave the audience hanging. You don't want to leave them in the middle of your third encore. No, no. Maybe right. the reason that Zach and Cody were like trying to do scares for bucks at the end of the episode was because they were in <laughs> indebted to their special effects. Probably. Cody's like, this cost a thousand dollars and I only have five. <laughs> and <laughs> Car- He's Carrie's just walking like, around like, boo! Right. And Carrie's like, boys, what did I tell you about special effects that cost over a thousand dollars? Not in the middle of mom's third encore. She's like, that's right. I need six encores to afford that. That's right. (laughs) Uh, She goes, but keep scaring people. We got gas. (laughs) We got to get some gas. Anyway. All right. If Becca, if people want to find how you investigate um, Sweet 613, where can they find you? You can find me on my social medias. Uh, Heyo, it's Becca on Instagram and Twitter, H-E-Y-O. Becca Stogner on YouTube for my Robin Williams reviews, robots review coming up. Uh, I saw that in theaters. I did too. Thought it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen in my life when I saw it in theaters. Um, You can also listen to my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. If you are a Nashville local or willing to make the trip to Nashville, we do have a live show um, Sunday night, the 24th at nine o'clock. Should be fun. fun. Should be a good time. Nice, nice. All right. And if you would like to see how I invest- investigate Sweet 613, you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter at H Cameron Martin. And if you want to stay up to date on everything about this podcast, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us all there. Rate and review us. Leave a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Our DMs are open. We love talking to you guys because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as much fun as we are making it. All right, uh, Becca, if you could tease the next installment of the Month of Rights, what's the one word you would tease it? The episode we're going to cover. Twin. And I'm going to say cousin. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, cousins are so scary. Depends on who your cousin is. Uh, my cousins are pretty scary. Ooh, tune in next week to hear that story. <laughs> no, I don't think you want to. Uh, um, but until next time, on the month of frights, we will scare you later, time travelers. Ooh, buck your seatbelt. <laughs>